round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. Just become best friends. Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. There's much of madness around here. Disney Dads Podcast. We are three dads who love to talk about everything Disney. We will share with you our experiences, tips, personal recommendations to make the most out of your Disney trip. This week, I hope you're hungry because Jason and myself are going head-to-head to battle it out in a bracket-style matchup, but we think is the best in-park family must-do dining reservation. But first, I'd like to welcome back our very own Justin, who just spent about a week at our favorite place. Justin, how was your trip? Uh, it was really good. Yeah, a lot of fun. It was uh, it was one of our better ones. We uh, we had some new experiences, and I, I mean, I tell you, it's uh, like like we've said before, it's my favorite time of year. So once we got down there, we just dove into everything that was going on at Disney. Let me go over some of the positives from our trip, and I'll and then I'll spit out maybe a negative or two because I think that's the one honest thing. If we're talking about Disney, is you're gonna have a negative moment in your trip, even with all the positives. Something bad's gonna happen. It's just finding the uh, the the funny part of that, and then going from there. Um, so we drove down and we got to uh, the Wilderness Lodge, and we stayed at the new Boulder Creek Villas, which are they're unbelievable. I mean, they're we had a one bedroom, and they are absolutely beautiful. I mean, they they're so nice, and they're so convenient because you're right there. You can take the boat. You know, the bus service isn't that far to Epcot. It's not that far to Magic Kingdom. Um, so we, we really enjoyed that and the food, the lounges, the pools, I mean, just the place is incredible from there. We went over and we did straight from checking in. We went over and we did Mickey's not so scary this year, which we, it's the first year in the last five years. We shut it down. We stayed till midnight. We did the, the midnight showing of, uh, of the Sanderson sisters, and we had so even though even though Riley conked out, she was done. I mean, she fell asleep halfway through Boo to You, which I told her afterwards I was like, You slept through half. She's like, No, I didn't. I'm like, Yeah, you did. And she's like, No, I saw this and this. And I'm like, No, you just remember that from previous years. You know, you, you slept through half of it. But she conked out in the stroller, but we stayed. We stayed and kept going. And uh it was awesome, man. That that is so much fun. It's just so much fun, that party. Uh it's, it it just doesn't get any better. And, uh, from there we had a late night. So we went back and we kind of hung out the next day just by the pool and relaxed a little bit and, uh, got to, um, got to run into, uh, to one of our buddies, uh, Aaron White, um, and hang out with him. And it was good to talk Disney with him and see him. And, uh, probably the second thing, if I was going to choose a major positive would be Hoopty-Doo review, which kind of surprised me because when we got there I'm not really a, I'm not really a show guy like a sit down show guy you know I mean they're they're okay they're good for what they are but I, I, I sat down and they came out and they started singing the first song I was like oh man this is this just didn't this didn't 
This isn't me. I'm not gonna like this. You know, Dude, I'm right. I'm right there with you. Man. You know what I'm saying? So, so sell me on it, man. Sell well, me on it. So, so I look. I look at my mom. And of course, she's into it. She's in her 60s, and this is like, you know, they're singing uh, folk music from like the early 1900s. And you're just thinking, this is gonna be a long two hours. It, I couldn't be more wrong. After 30 minutes, they come out. They interact with the crowd, and they come around singing songs. Like when when they're bringing out dinner, and they sing this song more chicken more chicken more chicken and uh, <laughs> riley's standing on her chair screaming out more chicken more chicken and uh you know she's dancing and she's laughing so hard because the comedy they use is perfect for her age group but it's also funny to us you know it's like really over the top but just seeing her like i mean crying laughing so hard at some of these jokes That's awesome i love it and uh and the food man was so so good it was so good ribs fried chicken uh mac and cheese uh corn it, it was just uh, fantastic and we had a really good time is that a home style meal how is it that? is it is okay. yeah they just bring everything to the to the table and you can it's as much as you can eat and then for adults it's all you can drink um alcohol it's beer wine and uh and um sangrias and that's all included and that's a nice part too we can, we used to always do the dining plan but we stopped so having that meal prepaid before we ever walked in the door was really nice it's like all right cool we're, we're covered for tonight um but man I, it was just so much fun the only downfall with that is it so i don't have you ever been back there back to where yeah. mickey's yeah, backyard the, barbecue uh, yeah we ate out the uh well no i we, we ate at the um what is that buffet that's right next door to the Hoopty Doo? The Stardust? Oh, I don't know. We the only thing we've done back there is we went to Mickey's Backyard Barbecue last mm-hmm. year, which was back a little bit further, and then we did this this year. It it's a haul, man. It's a that's it's quite the journey to get back there because you take we actually drove over to the oh, campgrounds. Okay, all right, and we parked. Boat. Oh, see, that's what we should have done. We messed up because we drove over, but then from there you have to board a bus. To take you back through the campgrounds to get to that backside. Yeah, it's uh, it is back now. Uh, ours wasn't like we just ate at that restaurant that's right there in that little golf cart hangout little area. Right, right, right. Buffet. I don't remember what it's called. I mean, it was good food. Um, I will tell you this though. I we did the horse and carriage ride because we had nothing better to do and everything else was you know closed down. So we were like, let's just go do a horse and carriage ride. That is one incredibly big resort. It's massive. Just and I had no idea that camping was a thing, that campers were a thing. You know, I mean, I'm from Wisconsin; that's a thing up here. I had no idea that. I mean, hundreds of them, and I'm like, and people were decorating. Did you, did you get a chance to go into the um, campgrounds there? So we, the only way we saw it was when we, we took the bus around. Uh huh. And you have the area for like the actual campers, like you know, like the physical drive down, right? Have a right. camper there, but then when you go on back. There's actually areas for tents. Like you can go and take a tent and stay on Disney property <laughs> and still have bus service. You know? And it's I, uh I don't it, I'm I'm kind of indifferent on that. I, I it, well it's I not mean, for I me see the appeal, but it's really Look, if you like if you like camping and you like the outdoors feel, I think it's a great option because it's a great pro- I'm I, I don't know the price point on it. I'd say it's not too much. So I mean it's a great price point. For me, it's not really it's hard it's hard to put on hair product whenever you're staying in a tent. 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's got to worry about that, brother. No, you don't have to worry about that. But that's kind, of, you know, it's just, that's just not for us. But for a lot of people, that's you know, we have a lot of friends that love to camp, so that might be their thing. Yeah, but, but some yeah. of these campers are um, as deluxe as you're going to get. I mean, oh. I, I, when we did our ride, there were two hundred thousand dollar RVs standing there. Oh, big time. I mean, and and they have their decorations out. And the lady that gave us the horse ride said Christmas time is amazing. Because people will come in, and she and she gets to see new decorations because people are always cycling through. I thought, wow, how cool is that? So definitely, if you're down in that area and you want something different, I think it was 40 bucks. Yeah, it's not go, much. Go take a horse ride with the family. It's really, really neat. It really is. Anyway, sta- so, uh, hey, I, I want to back up, though, a little bit, Justin. Um, sure. You stayed, where did you stay at? Wilderness Lodge, the new okay. DVC. Yes, Boulder that's Creek. my question. Was it DVC? Now, how many points was that? Well, we did a one-bedroom, which for us is not typical. Typically, we only do a studio because that's really all we need. Um, I want to say that it was 160 points Okay, around that. For how many days? Uh, we were there for five nights. So Okay, that's, that's a solid... It's not, it's not bad. Yeah, and I mean, for the okay. amenities you have, I mean, having the full kitchen... Because we, we we stopped on the way in because we drove in and we actually stopped and got a few groceries. So we did breakfast and stuff in the room every morning. All right. And uh, But yeah, no, it's a fantastic resort. Everyone needs to at least see it because there's so much detail in that resort. Like from the pools to the waterfalls to the artwork to the woodwork. to I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's, it's definitely... It, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me exactly of the Grand Californian in Disneyland. Okay. It's the same exact kind of style, kind of that northwestern feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it's it's really nice. Yeah, We, we really, really enjoyed it. Um, but going back to what you were saying about taking taking a, a horse horse ride over, over at the campground, you know, we did something new. Well, we, we did something this time that was new to Riley. It wasn't new to me. That I really enjoyed, and we did it from Wilderness Lodge, and we rented a boat. Fun. And oh man, it's it, just a little sea racer. It's a two person, uh, a boat, and they start at like thirty two, thirty four bucks for thirty minutes, and then it goes from there. From like forty five minutes, it goes up like six dollars. You know, so and the way it works is you go down, and you, you know, do the paperwork, and you get your life jacket, and they tell you stay as long as you want. And of course, the longer you stay, the more expensive it is. <laughs> but, but you, we left Wilderness Lodge, Riley and I, and we came up. We went through the waterway, uh, up by the Contemporary, came over in front of the Magic Kingdom, down over by the Grand Floridian, the Poly. You know, made our way around uh, there, and then came back through, and then went all the way back over to the campgrounds, and then came back around. Discovery Island and all that, and then came down and, and parked the boat. And we were only out 35 minutes. Okay, I want to ask you about that because I'm intrigued because I'm really, really interested in what you did here. Number one, are, did they give you areas that you're not allowed to go? Yes, and they're all okay. marked by buoys. Which, side note, we were sitting down um, at one of the one of the bars, uh, the, the lounges, and I was trying to figure out how to type buoys to, to explain that to the Facebook group. <laughs> Yep. And I couldn't figure it out, so I just made a call out to everyone sitting in the lounge how to spell buoys. So this this took 20 <laughs> minutes for everyone screaming out different ways to spell buoys till we finally had this guy come up and was like, 
this is how it is. Voice to text works the, I, perfect no. every time. <laughs> for for <laughs> every those time. Of you, for those of you who who don't know Jason personally and haven't received a text from him, it's 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 a unique experience because he uses voice to text, and there are some th- things will come through, and you don't know. You don't know if he's having a stroke. Like I'm getting concerned about him. I'm like, I need to call. I need to call Rachel and make sure he's okay. He has a language all to his own. Jason E's is what it is. Yes. Jason E's. You will but learn you, it. It will learn it. So yeah, there are places that you can't go. They're they're marked by buoys and like the 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 part up by the contemporary is a ski zone. So you can't go there and you can't go around any of the docks around the Magic Kingdom or the Poly or the Grand. Uh, where they where they have the transportation boats coming in and out of, but there's a detailed map in your in your boat that tells you where you can and can't go, and then they're all marked. And also, there's people out there to help you. There, there's people on uh, Disney on, on the Disney waterways to where they'll say, "Stop! Don't go here. You need to quit." You know, they'll, they'll kind of point you in the right direction. So, um, but I recommend that for anyone who wants to do something new they haven't done, not expensive. Fun to take a little one out. You know, you could rent two of those, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it, it wouldn't cost you, you know, what what a, what a what couple t-shirts are going to cost you buying in the Magic Kingdom. Did so that was, that's that's my definitely three positives. You need a uh, reservation ahead of time for that? Or is that something you just were able to walk up and do? No, I was able to just walk up and do it. Now, the day we were there, it was a little overcast and it was, um, it was windy, uh, which made it more fun actually because we were able to get, get, bouncing pretty pretty good on the water but um but no it, it, we could walk right up i would say at the dock there at wilderness lodge they probably had anywhere from 20 to 25 sea racers okay. uh sitting there so i mean it would really take a push of people for you not to be able to get get a, a watercraft there and you know it's that's not the only watercraft they offer they have pontoons um they have larger uh boats that you can rent if you want to take a fa- you know take the entire family out and those prices weren't weren't that bad either. Um, and also, remember to, remember to ask for your discounts, too. Right. You will get... Uh, I know they did an a annual pass discount there. It was 10%. So, every like we always say, every little bit at Disney adds up in the long run. Yep. So, we always make sure to ask if they take those discounts. Was there a, Absolutely. Was there a minimum age to rent? Did they say you have to be 18 or 21? Did they require anything that you had to have ahead of time? So, you do... You have to have a driver's license, and you will actually leave your driver's license with the uh, the people at where, where you rent until you get back. And I think that's kind of how they, per se, hold you hostage, you know, to where you're not just going to get off the watercraft and just walk away. Um, which they do take your information as far as your room number, which I don't know about you guys. I have a hard time ever remembering my room number when I'm at Disney because it's so easy with the Magic Bands now, and you kind of get on autopilot where you're going that they ask me that, and I go, oh. I don't, I don't really know, you know, um, but no, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's definitely something new. I think a lot of people probably haven't done, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'd recommend that for sure. But, and those, those three, if I'm looking at the trip are like, and of course we had a, a ton of other great moments, but those are the three that I think I'll look back on and see pictures and think, oh, all right, those are three things that I definitely remember from that trip. Now. If anyone listening is a part of our Facebook group, and if you're not listening, come join our Facebook group. It's so much fun. People post pictures and uh, and and videos. 
And one of the videos I was able to post was of our last night in our villa there at the lodge. <laughs> and <laughs> as as our good friend Tim over at the Cook and Wookie put it best, we got to see the backside of water in our in our our hotel room. A pipe about one in the morning I heard and I heard water running down the wall. And all of a sudden, about 30 seconds later, it starts coming out of the light fixtures and out of the sprinkler heads and out of anywhere else it could possibly come out of. And I, uh, I'd already gotten, my mom was already asleep. Riley was asleep. Katie was still up. So was I, but I said, we're gonna have to move rooms. And so I called the front desk and, uh, they sent someone up, took about 10 minutes, but they sent someone up. And the first thing she said was, that's new. <laughs> well, I hope. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it's not that old of a building, you know? And so we, uh, Disney being Disney, uh, they took care of us. I mean, they, they went above and beyond. The, the maintenance crew was actually at the Magic Kingdom that night and working on things. So there wasn't someone there to shut off the water, shut off the, you know. But they sent up Bell Services. They loaded everything up for us. They moved us straight downstairs. When we got downstairs, the manager was already down there pulling out the bed, the couch bed for Riley, you know, and and getting everything all set up, getting the blankets out, pillows out, all set up. And so it was really seamless. It was really, really nice. And then um, DVC called us today just to just to check on us and and uh, and and took they, they took care of one night of points just for our inconvenience, which is uh, which is something they That's don't fair. have to. Do. Yeah, it's something they don't have to do. Mm-hmm. But they did, and it's that's a really nice gesture on their part. But if that's the worst thing that happens on a Disney trip, then it's been a successful trip down for sure. sure. See, you, I, I mean, I, I, some people would see it as a, um, a misfortune. I look at it as a free night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you yeah. get your points back, I'm like score. Well, you know what, too, so. man. Like, so, and I don't know how you guys are. When you start looking back at vacations, I'm sure a lot of people are like this. It's not always the like crazy fun stuff you remember. It's those weird things that happen to you. So like, you know, 10, 15 years from now, we'll have dozens of Disney trips, you know, mm-hmm. come between then and, you know, now. And, uh, but that's something we'll remember. Oh, you remember we were at Wilderness Lodge and the, you know, we had, we had a waterfall coming into our, our right. hotel room. So, I mean, that's, yep. it, it makes it a fun story. You just, the biggest thing is you just have to have fun with it and realize there's nothing you can do. Just, you know, go from there and laugh about it. To summarize, awesome trip. A lot of fun. Mickey's not so scary. Hoopty Doo was awesome. You know, riding rides. I was bummed. Splash Mountain still still under refurb. But um we got to ride Space Mountain. We got to we got to, you know, we got to do all the all the fun stuff that we we enjoy whenever we go on a Disney vacation. So does Riley ride Space Mountain? Is she tall enough now? She's not. She's she's about two inches short from riding that oh, and okay. riding that Everest. Uh, there's a few things that she can do once she hits 44 inches. But she's ridden it in Disneyland because at Disneyland okay. it's 40 because the ride system's a little bigger. It's you sit sure. aside, you sit side by side instead of. Mm-hmm. But you, no, Katie made a point though. She was like, she's like, I'm gonna be a nervous wreck whenever she is tall enough because you know you can't see anything in there, and yep. just not having that feel of there's my child you know sitting next to me and mm-hmm. i can even as dark as like dinosaur gets per se like i can feel her leg i know right. she's there right so that's gonna Pop- be one of those one of those disney moments of just letting go and it's like oh 
I'm not knowing if I'm ready for this or not. So. I I, th- I think this is a perfect opportunity to whisper in her ear as you're getting on the ride, going, "I hope our daughter is in the cart when we return." <laughs> <laughs> she's the nervous one, man, with that kind of stuff. Like she's always holding Riley's leg, and Riley's got hands up, you know, doing all this stuff, and and Riley's right. like, "Don't touch me, mom! Don't touch me, mom!" You know, she's got that like almost teenage thing of embarrassed to be riding with us. So <laughs> it's uh it's cool, but. No, it was it was a great trip, and thanks for asking, guys. And uh, but I, I think we should move on to what this episode is all about. First, let me do this. Let me take a second to recognize our sponsor. I'd like to take a minute to tell you about our amazing sponsor, the Cook and Wookie. The Cook and Wookie will take you on a culinary adventure through the Disney parks and the galaxies far, far away. Dive into all the fantastic recipes as this Wookie leads us step by step through each amazing dish he prepares. So come join the Cook and Wookie Facebook page and be ready to push your culinary craft into hyperdrive. You can find the link to the Cook and Wookie at www.disneydadspodcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Disney Dads Podcast. Now back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Now's the time. Two Disney dads, one Disney topic, and a bracket that can only lead to one winner. Welcome to the Disney Dads Bracket Challenge. So this is what it's all about, what it's all come down to. The two of you, head to head, in a Disney Dads Bracket Challenge. And this week, we're going to take on in-parks table service restaurants. You two, I'm guessing, have eaten at a few of these? Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. All right. Well, the way this is going to go is easy. I'm going to moderate this just to make sure it stays peaceful. There's no uh, body blows thrown. We're going to start off with flipping a coin to see who gets to go first, okay? So let's go with Mike called in the air. Tails. It is tails. I didn't hear a coin ding. I didn't even see a. Pi- I use my phone. Oh, it's always tails on the phone, man. Isn't that like a tails only app? No. <laughs> you want me to get a real coin? I'll get a real coin. It's the one I told him to download. He did. <laughs> right? Mike sent it to me. I don't know what you're what, complaining about. Conspiracy against me here. No, hey, yeah. I want to hear the coin hit the ground. Riley has an app to where she plays that like coin flip game. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll just use this. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to this. So starting with a coin flip to see who gets to go first. We'll be using uh, Her Majesty the Queen. Heads. Okay. Tails. Wait, Mike. wait, wait, wait. That tails was... Put tails up there? Uh, um, okay, because you're kind of quick. All right. I know you guys talk amongst yourselves at work while I'm at work, you know. You know, there's something about 
guys from New York, they have this way of making sure they win, win <laughs> right. certain things. So, right. All right, Mike, call it in the air. Uh, going with heads. It is tails. Okay. Jason, we're going to start tonight with your number one. I am going to I am going to um, decline the toss and hand it over to Mike. Ooh, mm. I like that. Well, Mike, since, uh, kick, Jason's huh? got the <laughs> Jason's got that Midwestern nice guy thing going tonight. I don't really know what that's about. Um, Mike, let's hear your number one overall pick. I'm going with my number one overall pick: the '50s Primetime Cafe. Uh, the reason why I'm going for that primetime cafe is because, A, it's in a great location at Hollywood Studios. Uh, B, the way to serve, the cast member service, the way they treat you in that restaurant is, it's almost like having a dinner show without actually having to go to a dinner show. They are fantastic when it comes to uh, the whole, putting you in the mood like you're in the 50s. You have to have your table manners. You can't, uh, you have to eat all your vegetables. We've had some cast members there that were our waiters, and they did such an amazing job with playing the role of you being the cousins, them being the older adults. Uh, They really play it up. It's comfort food. The portions are good. The quality is good. And that's my number one go-to restaurant. I like it. I like that a lot. Jason, going head-to-head with 50s Primetime, your number four pick in our draft. My number four pick, believe it or not, is right there around the corner, and it's Sci-Fi Dinner. Nice, nice. Well, why are you picking that at your number four? And the reason it's my number four is Hollywood Studios is not really my go-to park, all right? So it is always, Hollywood Studios is always the, uh, as of right now, is always the afterthought park. And an ADR is the afterthought ADR, okay? However, sci-fi, amazing. And let me let me tell you about the experience we just had. Uh, this the, the waiter came out and I asked him about the the menu if um, there were there were a couple of things that were different. And he said that last year they had a chef come in and redo the menu. So I went ahead and I got the steak. I've had the steak before, and I've had the steak after. I'm going to tell you what. This is probably one of the top five steaks I've ever had in my life. They had an amazing sauce. It was incredible. That's just the food itself. I mean, who can beat a real milkshake? Now, number two is the scenery. You're sitting in a car. My kids love it. Absolutely love it. This is their probably number one go-to restaurant. There's no comparison. So I like Laverne and Shirley, but she's no comparison to the sci-fi era that Disney has. Mike, in your rebuttal to that, I've been there before. To me, it's drive-in food. Now you said they've changed the menu, so I'll give them the credit on that because the time that I went, the, the it was more of a paying top dollar for a quick serve meal is what it felt like uh if you're there as a family you can't sit with your family because it's only two to a person so 
I don't enjoy having to be separated with, with what family member. When you have two kids, who's sitting with who? Who's sitting with? And it becomes that fight. So being you're sitting in a restaurant where you have the mom sitting with somebody or the dad sitting with somebody. <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> what lies? Lies. You know, I wrote lies on my hand and held it to the camera, and it was backwards. So I had to write it backwards. <laughs> All right. Read it up there. What do you mean, drive-in food, man? This isn't the um, Sonic drive-in, man. This is amazing I'm you, stuff. My experience. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the great. So, so now we've heard from both of you on this one. Here's the great thing about being commissioner All right. on this this week's draft. The reason okay. this restaurant wins is because home cooked meals that served to me like I used to have from my grandmother and it's 50s primetime cafe moving on to the next round taking out sci-fi drive-in dive sorry buddy it's just the way the world works it's uh and and I, I think it's a little unfair to you Jason because the day we left to drive home we had lunch at 50s primetime so it's the last meal I had at Disney before we left. So it's still fresh on the fresh on the mind and uh, and my my yeah my sampler of uh, fried chicken meatloaf and uh, and and pot roast is still right there in the right there in the heart. So so from there we're gonna move on to Jason, your number one overall pick. This is a hard one for me because my top three could be all of my one, but I'm gonna tell you right now I'm gonna go with Garden Grill. At Epcot. Why is that? The home, sty- the home style setting is... Okay, let me talk about the food first of all. I love their food. They have such a great spread. They have the fresh vegetables, the fresh salad that some of the stuff you're getting from downstairs that's being grown local right there inside the uh, attraction underneath you. Uh the the way like we always get the booths so the character interaction is so intimate we've had so much fun with chip and dale when they would come around there's such characters and when i say characters i don't mean the literal sense of characters they've got so much personality we would laugh so hard sometimes tears are running down our eyes it's a, it's a running down our face it's such a great atmosphere. You are in a you're in a restaurant that is actually spinning. Um, you're 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 getting a, a bird's eye view of one of my favorite attractions, Living on the Land. I got nothing bad to say about this. <laughs> I would be very hard pressed to find anybody to really say anything nice, bad about nice. this. So going up against Garden Grill in the Land Pavilion at Epcot, Mike. Let's hear your number four pick. I'm going with Cinderella's Royal Table, located in the Magic Kingdom. And the reason why I'm going with that is because you don't have to be a princess to enjoy the Cinderella Royal Table. If you have sons, if you have daughters, even if it's just adults enjoying a meal, you can't beat the sense of the fact that you're eating in Magic Kingdom, in the castle, the top of the castle, which, I mean, there's there's so many things you can do there. And eating at the top of the castle is certainly has to be a highlight of your trip. It's definitely one of those things you should do, you should do. And having kids to have a character interaction 
you know, you might have a, a son or a daughter who's not into princesses, but because you're bringing them to a character meal and you have the princesses there, you know, the, the little boy that might be shy or the little girl that might be shy to see somebody that actually comes over to your table now, it, it kind of gets them, it puts them in a comfortable spot where they can, where you can see that interaction that you might not have seen if you were walking up and down Magic Kingdom and you wanted to go to a character spot. They might not say, hey, you know, dad or, you know, hey, mom, I want to go see this character, but because you're kind of bringing them to a character meal, it kind of puts them in that comfort, comfortable spot where they can enjoy that. Jason, now that you've heard about uh, all the reasons Cinderella's Royal Table should win, what do you think about that? Here's a couple of rebuttals. Number two, it's a two-credit meal. Is it really worth the dollar amount? All right, because that's a very steep meal, very expensive. I can see it as a bucket list meal, but definitely not as a go-to meal. Uh, number two is I'm going to disagree because if I have two teenage <laughs> – well, maybe if I do have two teenage boys. Let me re- re- rewind that. I'm going to disagree that it would be something for the whole family because it's really not. You know, if uh, if I have younger boys that aren't into princesses, it's just something that um, they're not going to be – they're not going to find very appealing. But I'm just going to go back to price point again. This is probably one of the most expensive meals uh, – as far as character engagement that you're going to get. And I just don't see a lot of families taking that opportunity to, to, to do that. So it kind of knocks it out of the league of, um, <laughs> I don't even know the word. It's a hand signal. You guys got to interpret it. <laughs> so as commissioner, this one's hard. This one's a tough one because I've done them both multiple times. They're both fantastic character interactions, but one definitely always takes the place for us over the other. And the reason for it is exactly what Jason was saying, the (laughs) price point. If I'm going to book a character interaction and and I can get quality food at a one service or was it one credit then i'll always go with that so with that garden grill moves on and we're gonna move on to mike your number two pick in the draft i'm gonna go with back to hollywood studios and i'm gonna go with the mama melrose with the phantasmic dining package uh, I've been to Hollywood Studios when it's been pretty crowded, and Fantasmic Dinner Show, the, the Fantasmic Show is something we like to end the night with. And I've waited long lines to get into the Fantasmic Show and not gotten the best seating, uh, had to wait a long time, missed out on ride times. The Mama Melrose, and being an Italian from Queens, I can tell you that. Even being in Florida, they do a fantastic job with an Italian restaurant. There are Italian restaurants here uh, in New York that, that can't hold a candle to that place. And the Mama Melrose does a fantastic job with all the food, their menu selections, and to be able to know that you don't have to wait for hours to get into the Fantasmic Show and you kind of have the guaranteed seating. I, I like the way that works out. I think it's, a, I think it's definitely a good in-park meal to go to. Jason? We're going to go with your number three pick to go against Mike's second. Well, Batney hatches in and welcome aboard because we are going over to Coral Reef. 
I ate there for the first time last last trip, and I was blown away. You know, I, somebody somebody mentioned to me that they that they weren't uh, very impressed with the um, the food. I thought it was amazing. Everything was cooked perfect. The chef did a great job all the way around. The scene of sitting inside and looking at the aquariums was so fun with my with my boys. Uh, they had their favorite, you know, you would get your favorite fish as it went around. It was almost like a racetrack, and they would get their favorite one and point to it. And, Dad, there's that weird-looking shark, or there he is again. And, Dad, how come the fish are so shiny? And it was it was so much fun. And, um, listen, I would eat there again in a heartbeat, in a absolute heartbeat. Now, why is this better <laughs> than yours? I don't even remember what you picked, so it must have not have been that good. No, listen. In all in all fairness, um, it, for competition's sake, I'm going to tell you right now, Fantasmic doesn't. The fast pass at Fantasmic is horrible. It really is. Take the time to get in there and and walk in early. Don't listen to this guy. He's just he's partial to it because he's Italian. The food is okay. I mean, you know, and and I'm not going to take anything away from it. The, the food is actually very good there. Um, but it's a restaurant that doesn't have any character at all. The only character the restaurant has is food, and the food is good. And, and like I said, I'm not going to take that away, but that's all you get. Sit there with a the two- and a three-year-old. Sit there with a the four- and a five-year-old. You're, all you're doing is eating in a, in a restaurant with, with chairs, and there's really not a whole lot to look around. So as a f- character or as a, as a family standpoint, I think that almost kind of puts you at the bottom of the list. Not not at the top of the list like Mike, Coral Reef would. Any rebuttal to that before I give my judgment? Well, I've eaten at the Coral Reef before. And like you said, people have said that the food wasn't that good. So obviously if they've said it, I've said it as well. I think that when you have a restaurant in Epcot, you have a certain standard to be held up to. And no offense to any of the cooks over at, uh, at, at, at the Coral Reef. But they don't do as good a job as they should be for a typical type of seafood restaurant. They should have a better seafood menu. They should have a little bit more. And the price is okay. But other than just being in a large aquarium, you know, I can get the Nemo ride and see the same thing. I like it. I like it. Now, let me say this as far as my decision. I've eaten it both. Multiple times. And there's something about a place that I can go where I can sit down and have a nice glass of wine while my while my kid uh, sits and 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 is going to be entertained with a meal in front of her that she enjoys, such as pizza or pasta. So with that said, Mama Melrose moves on to the second round. <laughs> I can't believe my hosts that I'm with are so boring and lame. Hey, look, okay, so let me give my let me give my shout out to Mama Melrose. We ate there, I think, on our first or second time. Our waiter was amazing. We had such a great meal there. It is fantastic Italian food. Um, please go and check it out if you haven't eaten there. I will give I will give props where props props are due. But my coral reef, I thought the food was amazing, and that's honest to God truth. I really did. They did a great job. You know, 
you know, and the problem is I haven't I haven't eaten a coral right. reef in about two years, so I haven't been there since they redid everything. Yeah, they rechanged. They just rechanged everything. Try it out, guys. It's really good. Yeah, and if, it's just for the price. You know, if you go sit down, get a steak, get a glass of wine, all of a sudden you've dropped seventy five dollars there, Correct. and uh, where I can go and I can get a nice bowl of pasta and and a glass of wine and have dropped thirty at Mama Melrose, and also my mm-hmm. my kid is going to be, um, you know, happy with her with her food choices. As far as not getting just the typical mac and cheese, chicken tenders, things like that. No, um, I get, get it. Yep. So, with that said, let's move on to the first, to the last round, the, the last matchup of the first round. Jason, your number two overall pick in this this bracket. Liberty Tree Tavern. I don't even think I even need to elaborate on it. That should be enough right there to drop the <laughs> mic and walk away. Home-style meal at dinner, a great lunch, perfect location. I love that. It's simple. It's colonial. There's nothing that I can say that, that in fact, you even almost kind of feel like you're in an old cabin because the way the glass is, I mean, or an old, uh, um, the old house. I mean... If I'm not mistaken, I think some of that glass is hand blown. It is, yeah, it is. But and we can do a whole history of that later. But uh, it's such a cool restaurant, and the food is so good, man. It's one of those places I leave just stuffed. It's a good pick, Mike. Okay. You're over. Your number three overall pick. I'm going back with another character experience, and I have to pick the Arkashars, which is the Norway Pavilion in Epcot. And the reason why I'm going with that is. Uh, a, you get your character dining, and B, there's a appetizer buffet you can start off with. So if there's stuff that you're and some of the app, stuff they have in the appetizer buffet, stuff out of the ordinary. They have some odd cheeses. They have some weird stuff that are pretty flavorful that maybe you wouldn't just order off of a menu, but being that you have them on a buffet style, you can kind of try it and sample a little bit. And uh, the rest of the menu is pretty much geared towards the kids. Plus, you get the princesses. So, you know, you can't go wrong when you get princesses. I think we're starting to learn that Mike just likes princesses. That's, <laughs> pretty, that's pretty the much. bottom line of this trap. Uh, <laughs> when you got two girls. The story of my life. That's, that's, that's. <laughs> Jason, what's your, what's your rebuttal to Mike? I'm as Nordic as you're going to get. I am through and through Viking 100%. I think there's a little Irish in there. Um. It doesn't appeal to me because of the specialty stuff. Now, remember, I have to I have to eat at a restaurant as a family unit. A lot of that stuff isn't appealing to to a child, and uh, characters are not. You know, sometimes it's um, worth the forty five minute wait instead of dropping two hundred dollars on a meal. So I don't think the food quality is going to be exactly where. The expectation isn't going to be there for the food quality that one one might think, and they're covering that with princess interaction. So this this one, I, some of these have been pretty tough to pick. This one's not that tough for me. It uh, as, soon, as soon as I knew both both places, I knew right off the bat which one moves on, and there's uh, a simple reason that I'll give after I tell you that Liberty Tree. Moves on to the next round. And the reason is this. We ate at Ockershoes. Um, 
uh, probably a little less than a year ago. They don't take they didn't take a discount at the time. We paid cash. Our meal for three people was two hundred and forty dollars. Now, was the pork chop good? Sure, it was good. But I can go to California Grill or I can go to some of these other restaurants and get double the quality food for the same price. Now, with with that said, if you haven't done it, go experience it at least once because you do have up-close interaction with the princesses. And there are going to be some foods, if you have an adventurous eater, there's going to be some foods that you, you're not going to get anywhere else that you can try there on the cold buffet. So, but Liberty Tree definitely eat probably the easiest pick I've had moves on to the next round. Now we're down to four, four guys. The first ones we're going to look at is Jason, your number one seed versus Mike, your number two seed. And that's Garden Grill versus Mama Melrose to move on to the final. Jason, let's start with you. Farmer Mickey, you are not going to see him anywhere else. You're not going to get a picture with him anywhere else. That is Disney, period. You can't beat that. Mike, your rebuttal? Mama Melrose, you're going to enjoy a meal. You're going to have good service. You're going to get it at a good price. And... If you get the Fantasmic package with it, your dinner's over, and you still get a show afterwards. Once you're done with your quick picture, you're done, it's over with, it goes in the camera roll, and you can save it for the next trip. Jason, one last chance. That's all fine and dandy if you're banking everything on entertainment at night when it gets rained out, and now you get an Italian meal, <laughs> which is good. A quality Italian meal. And a great meal. waiter. A quality Italian meal where I'm sure anywhere in any big city has a quality Italian restaurant that I can eat at. And then you're stuck with these tickets that you're never going to see because the quality entertainment was canceled. It's not worth the gamble to me when I'm down there at Disney. I'd rather go get, meet Farmer Mickey. Mike, last chance. Uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... When I first started listening to the two of you go back and forth, I had one restaurant in mind, but one of you swayed me to the other side. That would be Jason with his farmer Mickey at the Garden Grill. And the reason, the only reason I would pick the Garden Grill is because you can't get that type of character interaction anywhere else on property. You can't see those characters in those outfits anywhere else. And as soon as they put Italian Minnie and Mickey in Mama's Melro- Mama Melrose, you'll move on to the next round next time. Okay, that's fine. But for this one, Garden Grill moves on to the final. Now, our last matchup of the night. 50s primetime, Mike, you're number one against Jason, you're number two, Liberty Tree Tavern. Mike, we'll start with you. Well, with 50s, you're going to get quality entertainment. You're going to get decor and an ambiance that you're not going to get anywhere else. You're going to get comfort food. You're going to get quantity of food. And you're going to get it at a great price. 
Jason? It's interesting you said the word quantity. Because it's definitely not no home-style restaurant. You get a plate of food, you get what you get. And on top of that, you may not even like the vegetables, and you don't get dessert unless you eat them. I'm at Disney. (laughs) If I don't want to eat my vegetables, I'm not going to eat my vegetables. So you come over to my side of the house where a true patriot would eat, a real American will eat. And then when he's done eating, he can go right down the street two minutes down the way and go ride the most iconic ride that Disney has to offer, the Haunted Mansion. There's no there's no comparison. None at all. Plus, it's in Magic Kingdom. Mike, what do you got to say about that? Disney never says no. And, they, and if there's anything you ever want extra on your plate or you're thoroughly enjoying, they will be happy to throw it on your plate and give you a little bit extra. There, there's never any no's, and they're always there to please. And you can't go wrong with fried chicken, pot roast, and meatloaf, and having Dad's liquor cabinet. It's, it's, it's just one of those scenic restaurants you're not going to get anywhere else. If I wanted to go to some other kind of American restaurant, I could go to any big city and see that anywhere else. okay i see you want to go dirty huh all right so listen to both of you all talk about liberty tree and 50s prime time one makes me hungry because i do love both these restaurants and they're both similar food i mean hearty you know you're you're not gonna leave hungry but one takes the cake one wins for one very obvious reason, and that's the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Fifties <laughs> prime time milkshake. Moving into the final, and the reason is this: Disney is based on stories and is based on being placed into stories everywhere you go on property, and. Once you walk through the front doors of 50s Primetime, you are completely enveloped. You are in the mid-1950s. You know, you're sitting in a, a, a kitchen, and you are part of that story from the second you sit down to the second you leave. So 50s Primetime moves on. So in the final, we have Garden Grill at Epcot in the land and 50s Primetime Cafe at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So tonight I'm going to do this. I'm not going to let you two duke it out anymore to see who is going to take the championship of our inaugural Disney Dads podcast first bracket. Disney Dads podcast bracket. What I want to do is this. I want to hear your voice on who, who you would pick between 50's Primetime Cafe and the Garden Grill to win this week's bracket. So come join us on Facebook. Facebook.com backslash groups backslash Disney Dads Podcast. If you aren't on Facebook, give us a call. 317-WDW-DADS. 317-WDW-DADS. Leave us a message with who you think should take the title. And while you're at it, leave us a message about your wish, your kids' wishes, so we can play it on a future episode. We love hearing everything you're wishing for in life, whether it be something Disney or not. Or shoot us an email. Disney Dads Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and respond to you and get to know you a little bit better. We can't wait to see who you think 
is the best in-park table service restaurant on property. So guys, that, that was a lot of fun going through some of y'all's favorite restaurants and watching you two go back and forth about, uh, about why your restaurant is better than the other. Um, but there's a lot of restaurants out there that I'm sure listeners right now are screaming at the top of their lungs <laughs> right. that we, we didn't touch on tonight. So, I mean, if you had some, some honorable mentions that you would throw out there, Jason, what, what, what's a couple that you, you definitely Look. would have hit on? Here, here's the thing is like uh, Tiffin's is, was great. It was a great meal. Um, I, I know uh, California Grill is um, very popular with a lot of people in our group. Uh, there's some incredible restaurants out there. I wanted to stick with ones that the average family, like myself, would eat at on a normal Disney vacation. That was my whole point. Because I think most people can relate to Garden Grill and, and, and Mama Melrose versus Tiffin's or Brown Derby. You know, a lot of people haven't eaten at those places, and and they probably never will, uh, because it's just not for one price point. It's not a very appealing restaurant to eat at. Now, this is what I've learned as I've evolved as a Disney goer, where you know you're dropping sixty dollars to eat at Chef Mickey's, but yet I would look at a Tiffin's menu and go forty five dollars for a plate. That's that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? So yeah. I wish some, I, I do wish people would, um, if they want to explore into some of these really nice restaurants, uh, you know, keep everything in perspective. But that was my, the reason why I chose what I chose. Mike, what about you? If, if you had a few that, if, if our bracket had been a little bit bigger and included some extra places, what would you have thrown in there as some of your, some of your top places? So, you know, some of the other restaurants we'd like to go to is the uh, Crystal Palace. Be our guest. Uh, these are places that we've hit up before. Uh, we enjoy going to those. What I gave you was my list of the of the restaurants that we usually hit, and we've had consistently good meals with, consistently good service, consistently good portion sizes. So I just picked what the best family restaurant would be for myself and my family. Uh, if I was on a date night with my wife, if we were able to put the kids in a daycare, or if it was just us. My list certainly would have been a little bit different, so I know people are going to say, you have to eat here, you have to eat there. But I definitely want to say that this has been our best and some of our fondest family memories we've had at these places. I mean, we've had a lot of good fun at the 50s prime time and a lot of the other restaurants on our list, even some that Jason picked, they're not as good as mine. They're good restaurants as well. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to go on a limb here and say that every restaurant that was talked about tonight is a solid restaurant. And I really think that you would either A, have a great time there, or B, you would have a good meal there. And I would dare to say that probably both. Yeah, by no means so. by, by no means with us knocking back and forth at each other, I, w- I would say I would not do it. I mean, I would do the drive-in theater in a heartbeat. Uh, I would do all of the other ones that we knocked out, that we, did, that we eliminated. They were definitely all good restaurants. I don't think there was one on here where I would say stay away from. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like all eight that you all threw out. We've eaten that, and I like. And it's hard to narrow down sometimes. But this, the reason I like doing this and watching you two go back and forth is this is pretty much what making ADRs in our family is like. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's us sitting down and me going, oh, let's eat at Coral Reef. And Katie going, oh, man, I don't want Coral Reef. We should do Mama Melrose. Well, why do you want Mama Melrose? Why do you want Coral You know, And us going back and forth and back and forth. So it's fun to watch you two bicker with each other on <laughs> why uh, why your why your restaurant was number hey, one. I I do want to make one thing clear because 
there are people who are planning Disney trips that have never been to Disney that will listen to the show. We're not talking about that place in Magic Kingdom, Tony's. No. Okay. I, I I want that. I want to be very specific. We are not talk. I am not fond of that restaurant. In fact, I will tell anybody not to um, to steer away from it. There is much better. I've had nothing but bad experience there. I thought the food was. Mike, you're Italian. Have you eaten there? If you've ever seen the movie Goodfellas, there's a scene in the end of Goodfellas where they put him in the witness protection program at Henry Hill, and he's out in Arizona, and he says, all I wanted was a good plate of pasta, and I got egg noodles and ketchup. That's pretty much sums up that restaurant. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, so it's not it's not like, you know, a lot of people will pick on it, and it's and it's, uh, and it's just, it's really true. And look, if you eat there and you're like, I loved it, I had a great restaurant, or I had a great meal there, please let me know. I'm, I'm open to trying it again if maybe... I just had a bad experience. So I want to be very clear. We are not talking about that place. We are talking about the Italian restaurant in Hollywood Studios called Mama Melrose. Yeah, that's a good good thing to say because Katie Katie doesn't mind that place. But Katie, my five-year-old's palate is a little more adventurous than my wife's. So mm-hmm. she's just happy with egg noodles and ketchup on top. You know, and I'm like, every time right. she's like, well, we could go to Tony. Um, no. We're not going to Tony's. It's almost like that. It's almost like that. You don't want to be seen in there. Like as soon as I'd go sit down, one of you two would walk by coming into Main Street, and I'm like hiding my face behind my napkin. Like, oh no, don't let them see me over here. So, well, it's true. Yeah, it's true. And and, that, and it kills me because it could be so. Um, you know what? Mama Melrose should be in that building. Right. Well, all all it would take is the quality of food to be better. Because and the service was horrible. Yeah, yeah, well, I thought well, the, the atmosphere, as far as like sitting outside, if you have a, if you are going to eat there and you have the chance, sit outside because at least you can watch the crowds come into the Magic Kingdom. While you can watch everyone's faces light up when they make that turn and see the castle. So that's the if I'm giving you a, a, a tip to Tony's, which I cannot believe t- we're even saying the word Tony's on a best in park table service <laughs> restaurant uh, podcast, but. If you are doing that, sit outside. That way you can watch kids light up as they see the castle for the first time. That is, you know, Justin, that's amazing. I never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. How fun to sit on the corner and watch people come in because you will know who the first time people are. You know what I mean? Or those those people that truly love Disney when they that's the first thing they got to do is they got to look up at the cat. That's awesome. I'm I'm so gonna have my ice cream or my coffee and I'm gonna sit on the corner there and I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna experience that. That's a great tip. Thank you. I think that's what's so disappointing about that restaurant. It has so much potential with such a prime location, and yet you go there for the food and the service, and it's like a letdown. It is a letdown. Yep. It is a letdown. I that's the only restaurant I left. Angry, <laughs> I was I was angry, and I, I really was, and I was just um, I was so disappointed. I was it's, I was just angry. So we're not going to talk about that anymore. Nope. I'm going to drop it. So yeah. going from going from a, a small itty bitty negative uh, with with Tony's to, to a huge positive, guys. Awesome episode. I had a lot of fun with y'all tonight, going back and forth. Um, give me give me a few words, Jason, as far as what you would say to our friends this week that they should take from Disney in their everyday lives? Anybody can be cruel. Anybody can be mean. Anybody can be ugly in life. And it takes a special someone to have kindness. 
And that's that the older I get, I find the easier it is for me to be kind because not everybody can be kind. And I really challenge everyone out there to try to be kind to somebody, try to be kind to a stranger. And I think you will experience it back tenfold. And when I say keep it Disney, the the ability to to sprinkle Disney's fairy dust in somebody's life outside of Disney and them not even knowing it is um, is something that's magical that each and every one of you can can do. And uh, let's just make the world a better place. You know, to touch on what Jason was just saying about being kind to everybody, I, I can't begin to thank our listeners who have started this journey with us because they've been so kind to us. I can't begin to tell you the emails, the text messages, the nice uh, remarks we're getting on Facebook. I, I got to tell you, the feedback we've been getting from you guys has been fantastic. We love hearing from you guys. We love that we're doing a quality show for you. We have a lot more great shows to come. Uh, without you guys, we'd just be three guys you know, talking about our dining reservations. And uh, with you guys giving this positive input, we're, you know, we're really appreciating it. And one of the best compliments you can give to us is, you know, tell your friends about us. You know, spread the word. You know, hopefully if you enjoy the show as much as uh, as we're enjoying doing this for you, you know, spread the word a little bit. You know, tell your friends about it. And I hope you guys do uh, have a good week. I do want to give a shout out quick. And then uh, then I'm, I'm done talking, I promise. My Disney brothers, Tim and Adam, were down at Epcot for the 35th. And we have a we have a, a thing where it started where... We have to pick five things that are free, and we'll just drop them in the mail to each other on our Disney trips. Because, you know, this That's is cool. when you're going to Disney once a year, and it's just something to uh, share your Disney experience. And, and uh, you know, one year they got me um, all the different language stuff, pamphlets at Epcot. Mm-hmm. It's just – it's been fun, right? So this time they send a box, and they say, you might want to Skype with me when we uh, when you open it. So he said, we kind of broke the rules this time, but it was Epcot's 35. So Tim and Adam, um, thanks, guys. They sent me uh, Figment. I'm a huge Figment That's fan. That's awesome, man. Figment pop. Okay. So cool. And and then they uh, they went ahead. They got me the the Epcot 35 flyer that I can go ahead and, and mount, and they got me a pin. And then um, they actually got the Epcot 35 um, pin pin, you know, the yeah, actual yeah. Disney trainee pin, right? So um, thanks, guys. And and going back to keeping it Disney, I mean, this is part of my Disney family where I wasn't able to be down there on opening day at Epcot 35. And um, they thought of us. They thought of my family, you know, and that, and that's uh, Justin. Uh, there was one time that Justin just arbitrarily sent me a box with his crew stuff in it. I even still had some sand in some of the cups, you know. Nice, nice. Um, how, how, how cool is that to be uh, part of a Disney family? And going back to Mike, the reason I say that is – uh, because these people coming into our lives are part of our Disney family. I can't elaborate any better than the way you said it, Mike. Yeah, I, I tell you, I, I'm going to be short this week. Um, thank you to all of our Disney family that listens and that interacts with us. We love seeing your pictures. I tell you, it, it breaks up my day when I can click on Facebook and I can see your house is decorated, or I can see you know your costumes, or I can see how, just how you're you know, using Disney to make your life more fun and more enjoyable every single day. So, so for that, I say thank you. And guys, thank you. Thank you to you guys. Uh, tonight was a lot of fun and I can't wait to, uh, to do this again next week. I'll see you soon. Good night. They have the power 
to make a wish come true. So what's your wish? Starlight, star. Hi, my name is Lila, and I wish for a brother and a sister and ten little kittens. And that's it. See you later, alligator. I'm Owen, and I want to go on another Disney From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you, and remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the one